0: No way out. I've got to show you what I've become. There's no doubt. Come back to the world, and I'm still hanging on. There's no way out. Don't, don't.
1: John, John, John. Troubles in my life have been all the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game Good to get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't want to give out my heavy-weighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, now I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, but getting changed, change Gonna stay the same with my mind, frame rearranged. Gonna wash the blue out my mind, and my eyes Was I blind in my mind, cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism To track the M's, an I and the P And then what you're left with is me there's
0: no way out I've got to show you what I've become There's no doubt
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the Zod Rider Show. I am Zod Rider and with me today, I have my very special guest. This is an amazing guest tonight. This is author Alicia Camille Manley. And I said your name right, correct? Okay. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Zod Rider Show, Alicia. It's great to have you here tonight. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I uh I w- we're going to we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your book tonight well for start for starters cuz you you wrote this this amazing novel and you have a YouTube channel yeah. and I believe your YouTube name is accidentally uh what is it Acc- <laughs> accidentally Possessive. possessive, that's what I thought It was on the tip of my tongue And I'm like, oh my god, what it? What am I missing here Accidentally possessive And you do some awesome videos But before we get into talking about The YouTube uh, element here We're going to talk about your book The Lost Hopes of the Future And I have to say that I read your book twice And I found it to be Absolutely fascinating It was a really amazing read I was amazed at how How, you know, how awesomely paced it was And how I didn't feel like it dragged in any places At no point was I bored So I always look at a book like that Like, my God, if I could get through an entire book In one sitting and not be bored You must be a hell of an author So I have to give you credit there You have a lot of... Great talent, and I'm just happy to have you here tonight on the show. Um, so, <laughs> is the Bagel Man going to get his own novel?
0: <laughs> that's my
1: first. That's my first. That's my first question. As I told you off air, I it was something. If you haven't read the book, you won't even know who the Bagel Man is. Only, <laughs> and I always, whenever I talk to an author on the show, I always like to start off with a question about the book. That only the author would know the answer to, because it's also like me showing the author that, yes, I really did read your novel. <laughs> so, so, t- so, so, so tell me, is that going to happen? Are we going to see more of the bagel man in your, in your, in your universe? Is this going to happen or? Um, well, <laughs> I was thinking about
2: making a sequel to the book, maybe. But um I was probably gonna make Ray the main character and maybe the bagel man would show up, but not that
1: much really, because he's in jail. <laughs> so. Right, but in the novel and I you know, I don't wanna see and then that's the other thing that's very, very difficult to do when we when we're talking about a novel and I have you here and because I've read the book Twice I have all these questions I want to ask But then at the same time it's hard To ask these questions because I don't really Want to spoil it for people that Haven't read the book yet so it's like <laughs> So it's like trying to find a Creative way to ask You the appropriate questions without Really really spoiling the book Now Ray is an awesome Character and I I, I Would like to see More of that character I, th- I think he's Really cool but uh one character that I really really liked in your book in your novel. In fact, I will say my favorite character in your book was Sage. I ha- and I have to t- and I'm going to tell you why. There was a scene in the book that you that you had with Sage. Sage has I would say I think if I'm not mistaken Sage has three very important scenes in your book. And and the one, and there's this one scene in the book where it's, that's a very, very powerful scene that literally moved me to tears. I'm not even joking. I thought the way that you wrote it was, was beautiful and the scene was just amazing. And I think you know what scene I'm talking about without me getting into too much detail there. But I have to say that, you know, I really, I really loved that character. So, you know, so thank you for having that character in the book. That was, it was. To me, that was the most impactful of all of the, of all of the various, you know, events that happened in, in the book, uh, per se. Um, so, I was looking at various things throughout the novel, and you had where you had a lot of. Um, References and things to various Things that took place and you you Talked about you, you did you sprinkled In some you know a few Like 80s references here and there You mentioned different movies and stuff You know in particular You talk a lot about later On you talk about you know final destination mm-hmm. And the Because your book does have kind of A final destination Kind of vibe to it So I want want to ask you, what were some of your some of your influences that weren't like completely obvious from reading the book that you didn't like mention by name? What were some of the things that totally, totally, you know, in, you know, influenced you for for coming up with this story?
2: Well, I'm not really too sure about, like, certain things, but, like, I remember when I was thinking of when I wanted to write the book, I was like, hmm, I really want to write it about something related to time travel, kind of, but not, like, too much. Just maybe reference it a little bit. And so that one scene that happened in, like, the beach or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's about it, really. The the beach scene, really, you know, and that that scene to me, I think, was the only scene in in the book where it it actually felt, it really felt like that. And I I like the fact that that scene was, that scene was so powerful and had such a such a strong um, resonance throughout the rest of the book. But I wasn't, but see, I have to say, I was at one point. I thought the first time I read it, I'm like. Was it really time travel, or was it a hallucination? And that was something that I, you know, so that was something that I kind of struggled with. And I was, that was another question that I was going to ask you. I'm like, well, if it was, because if it was time travel, then that means that that there are other realities that could have existed, you know, within this, within this this story that you were trying to tell. But I didn't really feel like you were going there because you weren't really focusing on other realities so much as as that one particular scene but then the entire concept with the videotape could have just as easily been time travel throughout the entire book if you wanted it to be so so was it was it time travel or was it a hallucination mm, <laughs> i would say time travel
2: i All guess right.
1: Oh wow, okay. Okay, cuz I was yeah, I completely thought it was like a hallucination, which is why, you know, again when I when I talk about when I mentioned Sage, I thought okay, this is this character, you know, this was a really great scene here, but this was time travel. Time travel. Wow. Okay. So it was time travel. So because time travel was that was that main plot device there, would you Are you, are you actually thinking about when you, when you do other, if you do like a sequel to this, where time travel would play an even bigger part to the next book? Where you would actually revisit certain elements from this novel?
2: Mm, That's actually a good idea. (laughs) I wasn't really thinking about that when I was like thinking of what the next book could be about, but that could probably be in it, honestly.
1: Yeah, all the all the characters, the all the characters that were not who were no longer that were not around by the end of this particular novel could return in some capacity if time travel is involved in the next book. So I was really uh So what was it that ma- that made you want to become an author? Have you always wanted to write a write a novel? Is that something you've always aspired to or is it Something you just decided you were going to do I'm always curious about About where that Comes from
2: Yeah uh, I would always Like write these kind of Like mini stories and like Share them with my friends all the time And Yeah then one day I was like Maybe I should just like write a whole Book (laughs) and just Go off of that and that's what happened. I just like went and started looking up ways on like how to make a book because I had
1: no idea you know well do you do you read a lot are you uh are you a fan of novels and are you uh well, not really I don't really read that much honestly, <laughs> oh wow, and see, I could never tell that by by reading your novel because you you wrote- wrote it so well it's like I looked at the novel and I was like, I was like, Oh my God, she, she must read a lot. She must read a lot of novels. She must really, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of, that was kind of the impression I got. I'm like, huh, you know, this seems, but then at the same time too, it, it, it was, like I said, it f- flowed together so well. And there were so many, there were so many interesting twists and turns. And there's definitely a lot of stuff in your book that is, I, I guess I would say unexpected. At least in terms of the way that, you know, um certain things turned out. Um so I I I have to say, like, was there a was there a specific inspiration for the bagel man? He was my second favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: Not really. Oh, I just kind of thought of it off the
1: top of my head. See, just like a, like a guy, like, do you like, do you like bagels? Do you eat bagels for breakfast sometimes? Do you eat breakfast? Uh, Barely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't eat breakfast. So a lot of times I, I, uh, that's another um, thought that I have. Like, you know, I don't eat breakfast. And so people, and I, I thought about the bagel man. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if, if she had a, she had an argument or something with a, with a bagel man, and didn't like <laughs> the bagel man. So now she's, it's like if somebody makes the milkman like the villain in the story and it's like, well, gee, or the mailman, you know, like, you know, you know, there's something, something uncool going on with this mailman, obviously, but, um, I was reading your novel thinking to myself, your main character Tristan could have just as easily been a could have just as easily been female, and that's just something that I something that I felt reading the book like he could have just as easily been a girl. But I, I had wondered about that. I, was there any particular reason why you decided to make Tristan uh, Tristan a dude? Like, and not that it, not that it really matters. I just was wondering because I felt like he could have just as easily been female. Like it would have just been, the story would have worked either way. Like in terms of the character and everything I, I thought that that was just, that was just me off the top of my head. So it might be a strange question. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have worked either way, honestly, but I don't know. I just make guys main characters like half the time. (laughs) And I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he was interesting and a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that he, you know, a lot of the stuff that he was, um, going through throughout the book, he seemed like he was really, uh, really trying, really trying to find himself. So I do, I do look at your story as, as a coming of age story and a person trying to just, trying to find out who he is ultimately. And then by the end of the book, he has a really, really strong and obvious idea of who he is. So I was happy with that. I was happy that by the end of the book, it seemed like at least in regards to Tristan, he knew he knew who he was pretty much at the end of the book, which is mm-hmm. good because it's never cool to be seen there questioning who you are all the time. And I mean that's something that we all do when we're when we're. Kids into teenagers, you start to question things like that. But ultimately, yeah, once he once he discovers himself, that's that you know that makes sense. And he kind of, I feel like he grew a lot as a character throughout throughout the book, throughout mm-hmm. all the tragedies and various things that happen. You know, without giving any spoilers away. I mean, yeah. Have that now. Have you gotten a lot of Have you gotten a lot of feedback? from your book from like from family and friends and stuff have you had like have you heard you know a lot of positive um a lot of positive feedback generally
2: yeah for the most part
1: like i know
2: a lot of people bought the book but most of them didn't read it all the way through but for the few people that did read it they gave me a lot of positive feedback and stuff
1: well, like I read your—is I, I, that your dad who wrote a review on Amazon? Oh yeah, I—I I, uh, I, I read your dad's little review, and I—I I was like, after I read his his review, I said to a a friend of mine, I said I said to her. I, w- I wonder if her dad read the book all the way through. <laughs> I just, I just had, that was like, that just came off the top of my head. Like, and I, I mean, I don't even know where it came from. It's just, I read his little review and I'm like, I'm like, did he read the entire book all the way through from the beginning all the way to the end? I mean, cause I, <laughs> cause I was like, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here. Clearly, this is a, this is a very, I, I have to say this is a very deeply layered novel. I mean, it works in terms of what you, in terms of what you had going on as the main plot storyline, but then there's a lot of underlining and a lot of stuff in there that's, you know, that comes out, that comes out to the forefront literally By the end of the novel, so I just, so I just was wondering, I'm like, wow, I wonder. So are you gonna, are you going to, uh, co-write a novel with your dad about his time in the military? Is that something that's, that's possible in the future?
2: Uh, I don't, I don't think so. (laughs) I think he was just joking about that.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, I I don't know. I was I had it written down here on a cue card to ask you that question, so I <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have all these all these ideas and questions to ask you to get to get through all of them before we start getting into the the YouTube stuff. So I just so that was one of them. Um, who is your favorite character in the novel to write for? Oh, uh, I would say probably Ray, because like. He didn't really have Ray that was, many Ray names. was a badass. I, I have to admit, he really was. He was a badass, you know, throughout I could I could picture him like like doing I could picture him in like a martial arts movie. <laughs> like he just had this like he had just had this like of all the of most of the male characters, I think to me, out of all the male characters in the book, I think he was he was the coolest male character. hmm. And uh, you know, um I, I I just I mean, did you now did you did you when you were writing about when you when you said when you said Ray, with Ray being your favorite, like did you have any like stuff that you wanted to uh include that wasn't in the book with that character that you just was unable to use because it didn't fit with the rest of the narrative, or was, cause I was thinking that there was gonna be more stuff with Ray and the bagel man and, um, and, uh, the other dude, uh, Justin. Mm-hmm. I, thought I thought there was gonna be more stuff between them. Like, I, I, for some reason, I thought he was gonna end up like, totally destroying them <laughs> at some <laughs> point like all like all rambo style he was just going to just like go completely rambo on them at some point and it was going to be you know but that I, and I kind of felt like you know you kind of alluded to some stuff like that maybe happening but then but you didn't have, but it just wasn't it, you wanted you know to you wanted to get further through with the book and uh, so so that did, so that didn't actually happen it didn't get played out that way but i kind of pictured it have you given any thought to the kinds of the kind of stuff that you would do you would do with this if they if somebody came to you and said it's like a movie studio came to you and said okay we want to take your book and we want to make it into a movie have you thought of have you thought about that like what kinds of things that you would that you would want to be included in the movie and what kind of things you'd be willing to not have included in the movie from the book like are there things you would do differently or for a movie or would it be and and and, and also to add to that have you thought about in terms of like like casting who you could see playing some of your characters
2: Oh, I wish it would be made into a movie. <laughs> I really do. But I don't think I would really change anything that's in the book for the movie. And for casting, I have I haven't really thought about it too much.
1: Not really. Uh, well, in, in terms of the movie, in terms of a movie, if if so, so let's just say hypothetically, it was going to be made into a movie tomorrow, and they were and they said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna take your book and we're gonna act we're gonna try to adapt your book as closely to the actual text as possible, but we have to cut out certain elements for obvious reasons. Um are you like are you like would like you've would you like be comfortable with that or would you see that as you know an artistic thing where you would want to make sure that everything that you have in the book is if you have the uh, total creative control everything that's in the book would would basically be in the movie
2: yeah i think pretty much everything i would think
1: okay okay all right. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds fair enough. Yeah, I guess if you know anybody if they had creative control, you know, it could do a movie like it could do a movie based on their book complete, you know, completely with whatever, however they wanted to do it. Um, the location of the book, it takes place uh mainly in in Florida. Are you originally from Florida? Uh no, I'm
2: from Fayetteville, North Carolina. But yeah, I've been to Florida I think maybe three times though.
1: Okay. And so when you chose when you chose Florida for the backdrop, was it because of the was it what was it, what made well actually the question would be what made you choose Florida as the backdrop for the story?
2: Well, Florida's a nice place to visit, and I kind of wish I would live there, or maybe somewhere
1: that's hot or something. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, it's not... What's the, what's the weather like where you are?
2: Well, right now, I'm, like, in Boone, in the mountains, so it's pretty cold most of the time. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, well I I'm in Illinois and we get really cold weather out here too. We get a lot of snow and it's really it gets cold, particularly, you know, this time of year it starts getting really really crazy cuz of winter coming yeah. up and stuff. So, yeah, I know, but like yeah, like a just a nice hot place and and, and you know because you like the, you know you use the the beach and different locations and stuff that you probably wouldn't be able to use if you placed it where you were. Um mm. Yeah, but uh what what for you was the was the best part about writing your book? Uh well,
2: probably just thinking of what to write and just writing it because I would like make an outline for each chapter and I'd have to like make sure not to like spoil anything and I was like waiting like oh no, I really want to write this but I can't write it. So when I got to those like interesting parts, that was probably my favorite part of writing it. Yeah, you
1: know, I've been writing my own novel now for so long that I'm to the point where I literally want to kill off all the characters. <laughs> I just, I, I just, up to the point I've been writing it, I just, I just hate the characters and want them all. I want them all gone. But <laughs> I, feel, but I feel like I feel like no, that wouldn't be a good idea to kill every single character. But you know, as if you are a good if you are a good writer, you can creatively, you know, kill off some of the characters. So, so uh, I I think I, I want to say, like, when you when you came up with the idea of the what was your inspiration for the whole impetus of the story with with the videotape, and do you do and do does your family actually own still own a VCR? Well,
2: now that I try to think about it, like, I've been trying to think of it for a while, of, like, how I got the idea to write about the VHS player and everything. But I honestly can't think of it. (laughs) But I don't... I'm pretty sure we have one laying around somewhere, but I have not seen it in a very long time.
1: Okay, well, that... (laughs) I just was... Was curious about the whole The VHS thing because I know like if you uh, The The whole idea of of him You know receiving the tape on the doorstep And all that I I thought to myself like Like would he even know What that what that was (laughs) Like if he were to Get it now nowadays Like a kid nowadays were were to Get a videotape on their Doorstep and see it like What is this They'd have to Google, they'd have to Google it and look it up to see what, what it even is. Um, for it to have any impact whatsoever. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I thought about some other little thoughts I had too when I was preparing to interview you for the show was, uh, when, when you, when you finally Finished your, finished writing it and everything. How long did it take you to, did you, did you have to go in and, and do any rewrites or anything or was everything pretty much the way you wanted it to be? I mean, I know, you know, there's, you know, you have an editor, there's a whole editing process, but do you, but did you make any major changes to any of the characters or any of the story beats, uh, prior to actually publishing the novel? Uh, well, it was mostly just spelling errors that
2: I went back and changed. I think there may have been one scene I changed, but I don't really remember what it was. It was so long ago, but pretty much everything was how it is in the book when I wrote it. I'm pretty
1: sure. Okay, well, that's awesome. It sounds like your your creativity and your ideas were were translated pretty much exactly the way you wanted them to and i think that that's a wonderful thing i mean you know you you talk to a lot of people who who are writing and talk about how they you know how they struggled to get what they wanted they had to make change after change after change to finally get it right and it's just nice to hear that you know it it went so it sounds like it went extremely well for you and that that's great it's like i said you came out with a you came out with a wonderfully well-written book and a really good story and I just, I just hope that it, you know, I just, I, I just hope that it's doing, that it's doing well for you right now. Would you say, say that the book is doing well for you? Are you happy with the book now overall being that you rewrote it a while ago and now you've, you've had some time to digest it and everything? I mean, how, what are your feelings about it right now? Oh yeah, I love the book. I love it a lot. It's
2: really good. Um, people will still come up to me. And they're like, I can't believe you wrote a whole book because like, they check out my Instagram or something. So, it's cool.
1: Yeah, I'm just surprised you haven't had you haven't had anybody invite you to a podcast like this to talk about your book because it's a really good book. There's a lot of amazing stuff in it and I hope, you know, I hope everybody gets a chance to check it out. It's definitely cool. I had actually uh, was reading it via the Kindle app and then I got it on the kindle app and then i had a uh i had order i had ordered a physical copy for my uh, for my niece for her birthday coming up but my niece is but see unfortunately my niece is only fourteen, and so i so after I had read your book, I realized that that might not be the best thing for me to do at this time. You know, maybe, you know, wait for her to get a little bit older before I give her the book. I think you, you have a lot of, um, you have a lot of mature content in the book. So it kind of, so I was like, so I was a little bit like at the end of the book, I was like, Oh my God. I don't Shh. think I can, I don't think I can give this book to my niece right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just, you know, because I mean, what would you say the appropriate age group would be for your book? Because I, I was thinking initially, you know, between, you know, anywhere between, you know, between 14 and 14 and up. But then when I read the book, I was like, well, no, I, I would say at least 18 and up. Yeah, I'd say 18 and up too. Yeah. So, so I, I really had, to, you know, so I really had to think about that. I was like, well, no, <laughs> I kind of, kind of weighed on this one because it's just, you know goes into and i i mean it it just and it 's just because you know you do have a lot of yeah you, you do have a lot of mature themes and things that occur throughout throughout the book that you know that are clearly for adults and should be should be consumed by adults so that's so that's definitely it's definitely not one of those you know um scholastic um RL Stein like novels. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I uh but you're I also I also really wanted to uh make make a comment too and talk about how nice how nice the cover art for the book is too. The cover art is is very very good. Did you do the cover art yourself or did you get an artist to do it for you? Oh, I went on.
2: Fiverr.com and just hired
1: Someone off of there to do it Oh okay Okay yeah that's That's cool That's cool so so over So overall and you you've had You've been You've been you said you're very happy With the book and how it turned out and you love The book and everything so Are you in the process of writing Another book now or are you Focusing on other Other uh Projects? Uh, well, I started writing
2: the sequel to The Lost Hopes of the Future. Like, I maybe wrote like maybe four chapters, but then I kind of got busy with college and stuff, so it's. it may come out. I'm not sure. <laughs> well,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> well,. I guess I guess uh, with, on that note because i I have a lot more questions, but I don't really wanna I really can't ask them on the show because I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners because there's questions that are plot related and character related that I had written down here that i I was thinking I would ask, but I definitely want everybody that's at least listening to this show to go ahead and and check out your book. everybody should really give it a read um And it's, you know, it's, it's really entertaining and it's a very easy read too. You could, you could actually read it. The first time I read it, I actually read it in one sitting. In fact, I was talking to you on Skype that one, the night that we, that we talked about for you first, about you coming onto the show and (laughs) you were, I was reading it while I was talking to you. I had started reading it and I think I was like, 7% 7% done with it or something at the time. And then I just, I just sat up and read it all the way through. And it, it just was, it just flowed very well. Like I said, there, there's nothing in the book that's, that's boring. At no point is the book slow. It, it has a very nice pace to it. So I think anybody that wants to read it can read it in, can really read it in one sitting if they, if they have the time, you know, because it does go by awfully quickly. So yeah. I, so, I'm, um, I, uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm still excited about the book. But like I said, there's a lot of questions that are plot related that I really can't ask on air because you'll, you know, it'll spoil it for people. So, um, um, is there anything else, you know, special that you can tell us that's unique to you about the creative process? For the lost hopes of the future.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, it took about
2: a year to write it all, and it was, it was pretty, I don't know, and I had to like outline each chapter, know what I was gonna do for each chapter, and then finding a book cover artist, and she did a really good job, and I There may be a hardback coming out. I'm not really sure. I was talking to this one artist, and they were going to do it, but I haven't really heard from them in a while, so I'm not really sure about it, but it probably will come out one day
1: soon. Oh, wow, that's awesome. A hardcover version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I was looking when I was on Amazon. I'm like, I'm like, is there a hardcover version for this yet? I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's nice to know that there might be there will eventually could be one. It'd Be really great. Like a, you know, and then is the book? Have you have you put put the book in any libraries yet? Uh,
2: I did not. I was trying to do it earlier this year, but. I just ran out of time, I think, because it's like a lot of stuff you have to fill out and how to start school and everything.
1: The and what was the uh, there was one and there was another question here too. Uh, um. Hmm. How how many how many um. Oh, oh well, yeah, ne- ne- never mind about that. I guess, I guess now we can kind of we can kind of transition away from the book a little bit and go into your and go into your YouTube channel because I was initially going to invite you on the show for another reason uh, prior to learning about your book. But what I want to do right now is I want to take a quick break. And when, when I come, when we come back from the break, we'll discuss your YouTube channel and some of the awesome things I think you're doing on your YouTube channel. And we'll have a little bit of a fun discussion about 80s Voltron. <laughs> so that, so that should, that should be fun. And of course, and Devil Man as well. I definitely want to talk to you about Devil Man. And about you and anything else, you know, you want to talk about while we're here tonight. So for everybody listening, you are listening to the Zod Rider show on psn-radio.com. And my special guest for tonight, Alicia Manley. And you are listening to psn-radio.com and we will be right back.
0: Kingdom. Come on. Pick them. Apart, one by one, you met your match, but things will never be the same. The world is watching as I rain. One day I'll One day. I'll bear the cross and the ridicule The things that you do and the words that you say Make a separation in the church and the state Little mouse trap, then I let them eat cake Nothing like revenge with a personal taste. Nobody wants me around Everybody here, drop my name like the pound No one scared away, I'm just a face in the crowd Sheep to the slaughter, bitches I give my heart oh. we go. is a dust, nothing to regret if this one was a not, just, nobody wants me around, everybody here drop my name at the pound, no one's get away just a face in the crowd, sheep to the slaughter, bitches, I give my heart
1: Welcome back to the Zod Writer Show You are of course listening to PSN-Radio.com I have this amazing guest tonight Author Alicia Manley And we've been talking about Alicia's awesome novel The Lost Hopes of the Future I, I love this book It's a great book I recommend it to everybody who who's a, Who is an adult That can read this book I think you will, I think you will like it. It's, it, it's very good. It has a lot of, a lot of great content. It's a wonderful story. Um, especially if you like horror stories and mysteries and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really well done. Um, like I said, I read it all in one sitting and I, the first time, and then I kind of spaced it out the second time I read the book so that I could, uh, get ready for, uh, Tonight's show because I think I got in contact with you, Alicia. What, what, like over a month ago for us to yeah. for us to do this. So it was like over a month in the making. So that's a, quite a while on between you know between reads because I because the first night I read it and then you know I I, t- I really did like space it out over over the course of weeks reading it the second time so that I could you know die I could digest and. Um, and I could, you know, and I could come up with some more, some more questions to ask you. Um, there's a scene, and and before we transition away from your book, uh, I wanted to ask about this one scene in the book. Without, you know, trying not to give away spoilers, there's a scene in the book where the group of friends all go to Chuck E. Cheese after a major <laughs> event, and they have, and they sit down and they have, they have food, and, and you talk about. And another thing I really like about your writing style is that you are very, very descriptive. So everything that you that you describe, I can literally see see it happening. Which is why you know when you get to the end of your book, a lot of the stuff that happens in the end of your book, I felt like I was in the room with the characters because you're very, very descriptive. But the thing I the thing I I want I want to ask you about is, do you like Chuck E. Cheese pizza, because when I was growing up as a kid, I used to love their pizza. And the way that you described it, where you talked about the cheese being really, really gooey, and I know this is kind of a goofy question, but I honestly, you know, the way you described it really brought me back to a time when I was a kid, and when I used to actually enjoy eating pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. So I wanted to know, are you a fan of Chuck E. Cheese? Do you really have a passion for it the way you described it in the book, or is it just something you came up with for your characters?
2: Well, I used to love chuggy Cheese. Like, I used to say it was the best pizza known to man, (laughs) and I would go there all the time as a kid. But, like, I really wanted to go, like, maybe when I was writing the book, and I was like, can we please go to Chuck E. Cheese? I was, like, asking my friends to go, but they're like, we're not going to Chuck E. Cheese, because that was crazy. But, yeah, I haven't been in such a long
1: time. Yeah, I've been curious to see if if their pizza is still good, because they're still around. But mm-hmm. I, I just haven't, I haven't gone since I was a kid. So, but this brought me back. I could imagine, cause it, and if for anybody out there listening, if you've ever ate at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid, you'll know what what's being talked about here with the way that the cheese is all a certain type of gooiness and it's a it has a certain type of taste. It's a very distinctive taste and a very distinctive texture. To the pizza that you don't get from anywhere else, no matter where you go, I've never had a pizza that tasted quite like it before. So, you know, it, it was something, and it, and I noticed this I had here. It was like one of the one of the last questions I had about the book. That's so why I was like, oh my god, I almost forgot about this one. I can't forget about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's definitely important. <clears throat> but um, yeah, <clears throat> I also thought that the you know the the placing of that particular scene was kind of, was great because it it kind of broke broke things up a little bit because you just had a you just had something major happen in the story and then that was and then at the time that that happened that really kind of put things you know kind of even things out a little bit so another thing that's really positive about the pacing of the book is that you never you never get to a point where you're saying Oh my God! This is going on for like way too long, and then here we are here now, and we don't have any balance uh, between the events in the novel. And this, and I mean, it was just that was just a perfect, perfect place to put that scene. So yeah, that that stood out to me as as a uh, as one of as one of the really great scenes because I could totally relate to an to having uh, an experience at Chuck E. Cheese and Chuck E. Cheese making everything kind of feel better. In the midst of something not so good happening, so that, Mm -hmm. so that's so that was really cool. So so thank you for including that scene. Uh, That that was really cool. Um, But now I want to transition a little away from your novel a little bit now and and talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. Accidentally possessive. Can you tell myself and the listeners a little bit about your YouTube channel?
2: Uh well my YouTube channel is basically me making funny videos about eighties Voltron and just like basically anything related to Voltron
1: I would say. Now now 80s Voltron is something that has a special place in my heart. Because I was a child in the eighties and I loved Voltron growing up as a kid. I actually had the die cast metal as a kid, the die cast metal, um, Voltron lions, all of them. I remember collecting, collecting them as a kid and having to go to the toy store and get, and get, you know, each, you know, you'd save up a little money each month as a kid. You, you earn a little money doing different things and you go and you buy, or you'd have a birthday and you'd get one. But each lion, it was like, It was like a special event every time I would get a lion because it would take a lot to get that lion. It would either be a birthday or it would be money or it would be like a Christmas gift or something. So it took a while. It took, it took a couple of years for me to, you know, acquire all of the lions for Voltron. And so I grew up a major like Voltron fan and I'm still a huge Voltron fan to this day. And 80s Voltron is just, it's just, it's very special. And so when I came upon your YouTube channel and saw what you saw what you were doing, I could totally relate because it was amazing. Like all the stuff that you were pointing out, all the goofy, <laughs> ridiculous things that actually happen in Voltron and, and in the way that you, you know, the way that you, you go about it, you do it in such a creative way. And, and I, and I just wanted to, you know, start out by asking you, what, what do you think? What do you think of the, of the of the latest version of Voltron that's on Netflix have you watched the current uh version that exists Oh yeah so
2: the way I found out about 80s Voltron was one of my friends he was messaging me telling me to watch the current Voltron and I googled it and I was like isn't this like a remake or something and he didn't know <laughs> so um, I had to go and look it up. But yeah, I watched the new one. It was really good until like the last season, but <laughs> yeah.
1: I um uh, my biggest gripe, I had watched the new one for I watched the new one for a couple of seasons and I kept waiting for them to bring Sven onto the show. Oh. And, <laughs> and when that didn't happen, I just kinda lost interest. I'm like, well, Where's Sven? <laughs> and, and then that's another thing that really connected me with your YouTube channel because you're such a big Sven fan. <laughs> and I, I just, I just was like, oh my god, this is this is so awesome. I'm like, I'm going to make sure that we just that we discuss 80s Voltron because it's just it's just amazing how your how your channel just totally caters to it. And it's like you, and you can clearly tell that you enjoy it quite a bit. And, and you do point out all the stupid stuff and, and you do it in such a creative way. I, I want to know when you, what is it about 80s Voltron that you love the most?
2: Well, and they just say a lot of funny stuff, honestly. Like, I still reference it to like everyone some of the stuff they say because they call people fools a lot and i think it's really funny so i just say fool all the time and they just say weird things i've like never heard people say like there was this one part in vehicle voltron and <laughs> one of the characters asked he was like are you fruit talking and i was like what does that even mean
1: <laughs> so it's just crazy Yeah, fruit talking. I, you know, the vehicle, the vehicle Voltron, you're, you did a video about, um, the Voltron, the vehicle Voltron and Lion Force, uh, Voltron, uh, team up movie, uh, fleet of doom. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious because fleet of doom for me, even as a kid felt like a cheap, felt like a cheap thing for them to do. Cause they, a lot of times when they did Fleet to doom, they, in Fleet to doom, you could tell that a lot of the footage, especially now, you could tell that a lot of the footage that they did was where if you know anything about Voltron, you know that they basically did it in like a Robotech style where they basically took stuff from cartoons that are completely unrelated to each other and they just kind of, you know, combined them for various scenes and various plot elements that they wanted to tell in the story. And Vehicle Voltron in particular, yeah, has absolutely nothing to do with Voltron as a as a franchise. Like if you look at if you look at where Voltron actually came from. So I, I was like I was like when I look at when you look at Fleet of Doom I get, I get kind of like, I, I have like a love hate relationship with it because I feel like it's cool for what they did and they were real creative about it, but it was like, there's a lot of out of place, goofy things that don't really fit. And one of the things I really like about your video is how your video really shines a lot of light on that, how the stupidity of a lot of the things that they did in Fleet of Doom. Um, are you, are you, have you seen all of the episodes of both? The Lion Force and the Vehicle Voltron?
2: Yeah, I saw all of it.
1: Are you, are you, uh, and of course you're more of a fan of the Lion Force, right? Uh, I kind of like Vehicle more. Oh, wow, okay. That's, that's a unique, that's a unique opinion. Interesting. Interesting. So, what is it about the Vehicle uh, Force that stands out more for you? Well,
2: I think they had like a storyline, like they tried to go like for a story and the lion Voltron, they were just kind of like, oh, we need to beat Zarkon in like episode one and then, like the last episode. They were like, oh, we need to beat Voltron. I mean, Zarkon and for a vehicle Voltron, they were like, oh, we need to get a planet. For our people, or whatever, and then the bad people also wanted the planets, so they were like trying to get planets. And in the end, they like worked together with the bad people and they saved them and everything. So I thought it was a good storyline.
1: Yeah, uh, what a lot of people don't know about Lion Force Voltron is that Lion Force Voltron is actually a, actually the original Japanese version of that series is called Go Lion and it's actually it's completely it's completely different from what we get from what we see in our version I mean when you talk about in particular the way that they the style of storytelling is completely different there's a lot of there's a lot of gore there's a lot of violence there's a completely different you know plot line and reason for them doing the things that they do And somehow they managed to take this very deeply layered Japanese anime series, Go Lion, and turn it into an American uh, TV show that we know today as Voltron. And I find it fascinating because I, as an adult, I can't decide whether I like... The or like the the Voltron that that we have that we had here in America, or if I prefer the Japanese one because I've gotten to the point where I I love the Japanese Go Lion so much that I you know that I'm almost just as big of a fan as that of that as I am the origin that the uh, American version of Voltron. Have you had a chance to see any of the original Japanese uh, Go Lion?
2: Uh, not really. I just know that <laughs> they killed Sven. <laughs> That's all I know,
1: basically. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely did. And and the idea and the thing with uh the thing with um the the one that we you know the regular Voltron that we know of they bring they actually bring Sven back later on. Yeah. So Sven comes back. He doesn't stay dead like he does in the. In the in the Japanese go lion in Japanese go lion they do a lot of crazy things that you would not expect like in terms of in terms of gore it's almost I wouldn't say it's quite as bad but it's almost on the level of Devil Man gory mm-hmm. with some of the with some of the stuff that they do and you you've also made a, you made a pretty awesome video about Devil Man on your on your. uh channel too which I thought was absolutely hilarious so, so are you going to continue making Voltron videos
2: yeah I just don't really know exactly what I'm going to make videos on because I'm kind of running out of content Like, I'll finish making the Um, but what is that? The motion comics, and after that, I'm not really too sure.
1: Yeah, the motion comics are absolutely amazing. They're almost as they're almost as bad, (laughs) given that they're like a retelling of the original story. But they're they're very very they're they're almost like, and they're you know what? The funny thing is, those comics are actually pretty popular. Uh, or were popular at the time But When you look at When you look at like the motion comics I, I kind of feel like They the Like the voice acting for the motion comics Is almost as bad as the voice acting uh, What is for some of, is of For the original uh, For the original Voltron cartoon <laughs> but, and, and, You know as evidenced as, as evidenced by your By your video too like a lot of your Reactions to some of the stuff that happens Um is pretty is pretty uh is pretty much a good indication of where of where they're going. And I, I swear it was so funny because you you kept saying they're gonna kill Sven again. <laughs> like you were just wait you were just waiting for Sven to die in the motion <laughs> comics. And it's like they're keeping they're keeping us in suspense. Like we know they're gonna kill Sven again, but it didn't happen in mm-hmm. during that motion comic, but it sure looked like it was going to, so I mean, I, I if I if I was yeah, I, I would have been betting if it was the first time I had seen that. I would have been betting too that they were going to kill Sven off because it sure looked that way. But I kind of feel like maybe they just went off and did went off in a different direction just to subvert expectations. <laughs> I don't know. So, what do you think overall of the motion comics so far? Are you are you looking forward to uh, you know to finishing it up, finishing up motion comics? Is it something that's It's doing, it's, uh, that you're excited about or is, are you, are you pretty much, like, as you said, you're, you're about to run out of Voltron content, so.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to finish watching it. Cause the first one was really good and it was interesting. And like you said, the voice acting was really funny. So I'm looking forward. Yeah. To it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know, they got, you know, they got, they got a Zarkad just showing up in, in, in Princess Alora's bedroom. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what are you doing in here? How did you get in here? <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> like it was just so <laughs> like he's got a gift. Maybe he's got a pizza for her or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, there's been rumors for so, for like about a decade now that they were going to make a live action, uh, Voltron movie. And allegedly the script that they were planning on using for Voltron was going to be based off of those, those comics that they, you know, that they put out. And if they actually were to use the, Scripts with some tweaks that they add for the comics. I, I think you, I think you could have a, some pretty good movies if they were to do like a series or like a trilogy. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, are you since you and now so we, I can kind of you know kind of going to gear in a little bit with your book here. because so, since you said about um, you know with time travel and you you know there are some time travel elements in your book are have you thought about maybe writing a uh writing a science fiction a science fiction novel yourself have you of had any ideas uh, like that you know being you know like a fan of Voltron and all that have you thought of anything along those lines something oh. in space <laughs> uh not really i don't think so <laughs> did you have to do did you have to do a lot of research? uh for for your book like re, did you spend a lot of time researching uh different you know different uh, different type of things related to that to that genre? Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing what? i mostly looked up was how a VHS tape worked.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, cool. Cool cuz I, I had there was uh let's see the the uh, yeah, the VHS tape. The VHS tape, the antiquated piece of technology. There are no, cause there are no VHS tapes in Voltron. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we have, so we have, um, so you're focusing, and so now you've been focusing on something else on your YouTube channel that I'm not really all that familiar with. Um, is it like a, is it like a video game that you've been Focusing on lately um, Some Um, sort of video game Or computer game or something
2: Yeah um, So there's this webcomic Called Homestuck and it came out In like I think 2009 Okay And it went off in 2016 I think but the Maker of it he's just been like Making video games Related to it and I'm just Playing Pester Quest the video game That just came out and
1: yeah, okay, yeah, so that's what that is. Pester Quest. So Pester Quest is based off of comic books, but it's a video, but now it's a video game, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That I wasn't that now that I wasn't familiar with. I was familiar with all the classic anime and little stuff that you had on your YouTube channel, because um, I was totally stalking your YouTube channel prior to the show to get everything, you know, to you know get everything ready to ask you questions and stuff. But then when I, uh, you know, but when I came across the Pester Quest stuff, I really wasn't familiar. Like I think I watched like the first Pester Quest video you did and was still trying to understand and i'm sure pretty sure a simple google search would have you know um sufficed at that point but i was trying to you know, i was trying to grasp it and trying to figure it all out based off of uh, your your videos so um so so what is your all-time favorite anime because you're obviously an anime fan oh yeah my
2: favorite anime i would have to say is death note
1: Wow. That, that is beautiful. That's like a great, that's like a great thing to say because that, because Death Note is in my top five of all time as well. Um, do you, how did you feel about the Netflix movie version of Death Note? Oh no. (laughs) That was terrible. Yes, it was. It was almost as bad as the Voltron motion comics. (laughs) If not worse. I mean it was yeah, it was absolutely horrible, and I mean it's what's even more horrible is that they're actually planning on doing a sequel,
2: oh yeah
1: yeah i i'm so um yeah death note, death note is in my top five as well um do you have you read have you read the have you read the Full manga for Death Note?
2: Uh, no. Uh,
1: you, you you need to. As a fan of the, as a fan of the anime, you definitely need to read the, read the manga. It's a a little bit different. It's slightly, there's some differences in the, in the fi, in the final arcs. Particularly, um, when you, when it comes down to the final showdown between, uh, Light and Al.
2: Mm
1: Do you, do you, now do you read manga or? Uh, not really. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I was wrong on both counts because I had you as when you, from reading your book, I'm like, oh, she must, she must read a lot of books. And you pointed out you don't really like to read all that much. And then, <laughs> yeah. about and then the manga thing too, you don't really read manga either. Um, are you now, do you read, do you read comic books or do you, uh no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. We have you ever got- have you ever gone to Comic Con?
2: Uh no, I wish I could go, but I haven't had the chance yet.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Comic Con is an experience. Now hopefully you'll get to go soon because it's definitely it's definitely something just it's just a sight to behold there's so there's so much there and there's always something for everybody at Comic-Con it's definitely a unique a unique experience um and wow I'm uh trying I have uh I'm looking at so I'm looking here and I'm just trying to come to see now if there's anything else in particular, that I wanted to ask you about your book. I'm actually looking here uh, from some of the feedback I'm getting uh, based off of the show. And somebody here asked me to ask you, um, what what is your favorite scene in your novel? I don't know how you can answer that question without spoiling it, but this is from somebody who claims to have read your book so what's your favorite scene
2: oh wow uh what chapter was it oh i think it was chapter 14 when ray he went to tristan's house and he told him that the bagel man had escaped from jail (laughs) and
1: it was just basically that whole chapter Okay. And this question we already, this is a question I'm getting, but we, we already kind of answered this question. Are you going to, are you going to write a sequel about the bagel man? We already, we already talked about that. You said there was a chance that the bagel man could come back. Oh, yeah. Because, and I, I kind of feel like he escaped jail once. I mean, he could escape. (laughs) Uh, But what would really be his, but one thing that you, one thing that you didn't really, that the book didn't really tell us, which is something that would be really great to know about in a sequel is how they were able to do all the crazy stuff they were able to do with the videotape. Cause honestly, Justin and the bagel man are, uh, are, <laughs> they don't, they, they don't really seem like the smartest characters in the world. <laughs> so it's it's kinda like, you know, you you get to a point where you say to yourself, How did they how did they figure all this stuff out? I don't know. I just but uh you have another oh, you have we have another question here. Um <laughs> why are there so why are there so few awesome female characters in this book? Uh oh. I knew we were going to get one of those. Well, didn't you answer that already? You said because most of your, most of the characters you write you like to write are male characters. It's just your preference.
2: Yeah, my bad. <laughs> in the sequel, there will probably be a lot more female characters.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I already gave you, you know, kind of gave you a hard time about Sage. Sage is, was my favorite character in the book. I thought she was she was really cool for the for the small amount of stuff that she had in the book. She was awesome in every single, you know, in every single part that you had her in. So I was, so I thought she was really, I thought she was really cool. Really a strong character. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, at least a strong character when it comes to tying her to the two main characters of the book. Um Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any more questions here that are coming through. Um, hmm. What what happened to Tristan's mother? Well, you'll have to read the book to find out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What happened to Tristan's mother? Okay, this sounds like somebody who just started reading. I don't know. What happened to Tristan's mother? Um... Are you going to have any more snakes as villains in your book? <laughs> in your future books, excuse me. <laughs> oh, um, who knows? It may happen. Well good, that, that, thank you for that question, cause now I can, I can spring off and answer, ask another question here, which is, are you, do you have a phobia of snakes? Oh. <laughs> well, not really. Um, I mean, I don't really
2: like snakes, but honestly. <laughs> he
1: does, but.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I probably don't like bees more. Bees are like a worse fear, but snakes, eh.
1: Yeah, cause the snake in your, the snake in your book was almost, to me, I almost, I was starting to question if the snake in your book was like an actual snake or if your the snake in your book was like a demon or something. Like. <laughs> The way, I mean, because the way that Snake was like singling out specifics, I, I just, I just found it amazing. I'm like, God, this snake is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it knows where to go. It knows who to, it knows who to follow. It knows what direction to go in. And, it, and it's moving really, really quick, like the roadrunner or something. So I, so I was, so I was kind of, uh, So I was kind of impressed. So I guess, I guess the snake could be considered, could actually be considered an important character. (laughs) Yeah. Now did you read, did you read, research snakes at all when you were writing the book to come up with the type of, the type of snake that you, that you wanted to use? (laughs) Oh no, not really. Okay. Okay. That's, that's cool. What is the better? And then this, these are questions I'm reading from people. What is the better? What is the better phone, iPhone or Samsung? Oh, was that mentioned
2: in the book? I don't even remember. Um, well, um, actually,
1: actually, yeah, it was. Your a couple of your characters were arguing um, the merits of Samsung over iPhone. Yeah,
2: um, oh, I would say Samsung is better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to say Samsung as well because I have a Samsung. So yeah, <laughs> but I know the question was meant for you, but I think that that's funny. Uh, let's see what else. Um, what. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is, this is a, per- this person is like echoing my own, well, echoing some of my own sentiments. I kid you not, I kid you not, Alicia. Why is Blake such, such a perfect character? <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tim, for that question because I, I, I didn't want to be the one to ask her that question on air, so thank you very much. I appreciate you asking that question. <laughs> uh, is oh, and then he follows up. He says, "He says, is Blake your ideal guy?" Okay, yeah, that that's that's all you, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: honestly, I mean, is he really that perfect? I mean. I don't know. I mean he just reads books all the time. And it's
1: kind of the, boring. <laughs> but the way but the way you but no, but the way you describe him though. And like I said, that's why I give you all the compliments in the world because you're so descriptive with every character. So my so my so with with me with me, I, I don't know particularly where Tim is trying to go when he says says perfect. Tim, can you clarify a little bit just a little bit more about what you mean by Blake? Oh, oh wait. She, he says, he says, you specifically mention Blake's abs and other body parts. You describe him as though he is a Chip and Dale's model. (laughs) Okay. So, so, so you're speaking, so you're talking about perfect in terms of physically perfect. So, okay. Is he your, is he your ideal guy? Is that the kind of, you know, uh, guy that you're, that you're looking for, Alicia. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Okay. So, so Blake, so Blake isn't, so you're saying, so for you, Blake is boring. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's interesting. You, you actually had a chapter written from his point of view, like, <laughs> which I thought was, I thought was interesting. Like the whole chapter was like his, from mm. his perspective. And he kind of comes off like a, like the hero type, like he wants to be like Superman and he's like, uh, <clears throat> wow, well, okay. But he just reads books all the time. <laughs> oh, Oh, okay. Wait a minute when when amy took the uber home after the fight at the beach did she oh wait what, did she wait what are you saying when uber when amy took the uber home after the fight at the beach did she get her uber driver's phone number <laughs> uh, okay uh, that's stuff that only you would know because <laughs> that's, that's like, is that like a deleted scene or something? Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I mean, I don't think she would have gotten it. She seemed pretty mad after
1: she left. So
2: <laughs> she probably just wanted to get home.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tim, for that question. Uh, I think, uh, Amy, yeah, I mean, I mean, really, if it was if it was revenge that she wanted to get on Blake, pretty much the only thing I think she could have done if she really wanted to get get back at Blake is maybe you know start hitting on Tristan. I think that's really the only thing that would have worked at that point, because <laughs> because Blake clearly didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Okay, okay, now here's another Blake question. Does Blake look like does Blake look like Superman with blonde hair? <laughs>
2: well, Blake oh doesn't God. have blonde hair. He has black hair, so yeah, <laughs> there you go. So he was
1: wrong. He was totally wrong. Okay. Okay, Tim, you're batting a thousand here on your questions. <laughs> Okay, let's let's see where, let's see what else do we have? Do we have do we have any more questions for Alicia about the book? I kind really like I really like this. I, I really like this audience participation. Um, <laughs> is Sage going to get her own spin-off story in the afterlife? Way to go. Good job. Good job with spoilers there, Jim. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm sorry about that Alicia, but that's the question. Is Sage going to get her own <laughs> spin-off um, in the after- afterlife That is a wild question, but I do not think so. <laughs> I see because now now it's like I'm I'm getting ideas. You know what? I'm getting an idea of like a devil man type spin-off where' she's in this afterlife like hell trying to fight her way trying to fight her way back to trying to fight her way back to her brother Blake so they could compete for Tristan what do you That'd think be crazy <laughs> that would be crazy that would be crazy uh, well, here's a here's another here's another question from Tim the que- the question the question is does Blake? Wait, no, not Blake. Does <clears throat> does, Trist, does Tristan's father seek mental help after some of the things that he did in the book?
2: Oh, uh, I do not believe
1: so. And you know, thank you, Tim, for not for not spoiling anything with that question. (laughs) I guess, I mean, I think I know what he's, what he's talking about. Yeah. But that's kind of an odd, yeah, that's kind of an odd question to ask. What I like about this audience participation is these people seem to be asking questions about stuff that happens to the characters post your novel, which is interesting because this is stuff that only you would know. Yeah. Um, What happens to Tristan if Blake doesn't like him anymore? Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take any more questions because y'all are being a bit crazy here. Um, I mean, considering, you know, the whole book was.
2: Yeah, I don't think anything would happen. He'd just be very sad. (laughs) But, like, since, you know, the curse is gone, you know, so he's fine. Right,
1: right. Technically, would they even, would it doesn't even matter? The whole idea was. Oh, here's a good question from Tim. Would you consider this novel to be more of a love story than a horror story?
2: It depends how you look at it. I mean,
1: it could go either way, honestly.
2: But for me, it's like kind of in the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tim is saying that it. Tim is saying right here, he feels like it was a, it was a struggling love story, that shows the many pitfalls. Of having a relationship and developing a relationship okay that's that's some nice insight mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> oh my goodness <clears throat> does does the bagel man have a girlfriend okay <laughs> that that's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, <clears throat> yeah, does the bagel man have a girlfriend? Alicia (laughs) I do not think so How long Is the are the bagel man And Justin Going to be Oh well wait a minute Now that's kind of a spoiler I don't know should we can we Can we ask that question he's asking About bagel man and and Justin how long they're Going to how long they're Going to be Um
2: in a place.
1: <laughs> yeah, how long they're going to be in place in a place for their for their uh indiscretions.
2: <laughs> oh it's gonna be quite a while. I didn't plan on them getting out of that place anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I mean I I you would think if they Oh this is a really good question, but this is such a bad spoiler, but I want to know the end, an- the answer to this too. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim is asking, he just puts, he just puts, does her family ever get a hold of Blake? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. Oh my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the audience participation. Thank you for that question, Tim it's awesome I mean I'm sure they
2: would after what he did so yeah (laughs) but it's not too bad what happens
1: (laughs) so it's not gonna be like you know Salem Witch or anything they're not gonna no or maybe they'll maybe they'll you know maybe they'll (laughs) <laughs> they'll cut them up like Saw style <laughs> oh no um, <clears throat> um, let's see what color are Sage's pillows that's a weird question
2: <laughs> Um, I would probably say they were purple
1: Okay You got your answer Um, (laughs) I I, I didn't even I I didn't even expect to start taking questions But all of a sudden these questions just People just started asking questions So I hope you don't mind, Alicia Oh, it's really cool (laughs) I I was kind of running out of questions And it's like now people are kind of you know, springboarding, you know, causing me to ask more stuff too. Because this, these are some good questions. Um, what was the, what was the, what is the name of the, of the place that Tristan and Blake go on their next date? Their
2: next one?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Um. Pretty vague.
2: Well, maybe they can go back to
1: Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I don't know. That's see you now that yeah that'd be that'd be cool Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Okay. Yeah, keep the qu- keep the questions coming. This is pretty awesome. Thank you again, Tim, for the brilliant question. This is this is obviously a guy who's actually read your book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. How how often Are Blake And Tristan going to See each other And in a future Novel do you plan To have them getting married Well
2: I was gonna Make the next story where they go to college And they were gonna be roommates (laughs) So they would see each other like all the time And For the second question
1: more than likely yes. Oh wow, okay. Okay. What kind of wedding cake will they have? Okay, now you got <laughs> now you guys are just being goofy. <laughs> okay. uh, wedding cake. What kind of wedding cake will they have? <clears throat> An edible cake. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, that's a good. That's a good answer. (laughs) God, I. You know, I. This is. This is so. Like, we're getting. We're getting all of this exclusive sequel information on the show tonight. This is pretty fun. Um, mm. Will Tristan's father ever? remarry. Uh maybe if he found the right person, but who knows. I think I think he need, I think he needs to go see somebody first before he, <laughs> th- before he even thinks about all that because that was pretty gruesome. I mean he really needs to get some help First before he even thinks about Dating anybody At that point he's just (laughs) Wow Wow I want to see more of the Ray character Is it possible we could see Ray joining the military In your next book Oh, the, somebody's been listening to the show <laughs> The military This is from Josh mm. <clears throat>
2: Well I I didn't really think about him going in the military Because like, like I said They were going to go to college in the next one And I think I was going to have him go for Computer science Stuff like that
1: Okay this is an interesting question Could you, could you tell us, could you tell us if Ray is Chinese, Japanese, Korean, or any other specific Asian ethnicity? Oh, he's Japanese. Yeah, I thought that was depicted in the book. I thought you said specifically he was Japanese. Yeah, I Um, think so. I thought you did. I, I didn't remember, but I thought you did. Um, like, like, you know, they, we've got so many characters, uh, popular characters out there named Ray now, where you have in the Star Wars, you have Ray. And oh. you have, uh, you know, like, for me, my favorite anime of all time is Fist of the North Star. And one of my favorite characters from Fist of the North Star is Ray. You know, this really badass martial artist that I, I kind of think about, you <laughs> know, when I think about your Ray, I think of your Ray doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um <clears throat> Oh, here's a here's a good question. Do Blake or do Blake and Tristan have any allergies? And if so with do you think it would be possible if Ray had a no oh, Ray no. If Tristan had a if Tristan had a peanut allergy and and kissed Blake, would one of them end up in the hospital? These are just, these are just some really bizarre, like, life questions that are being asked here now about these characters. (laughs) How, how, I mean, I'm half expecting somebody now to ask a question just outright, like, how well do you know these characters? Have you hung out with them? Did you actually go, did you actually go to Chuck E. Cheese with your characters when you wrote this book? And so now I'm gonna ask a question: Are any of these characters that you wrote about in your book, Alicia, based on any friends that you actually have in real life? Oh no, not at all. Oh wow. Okay. Wow that that's that's interesting. Um, no, no nothing like personality traits or anything. Uh, not really. No. Okay. Uh let's see. <laughs> oh, here here here's a good here's a good question. What happened to Blake's car after he was teen napped? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Or like, <laughs> Plague's car, like... <laughs> You were, you know what, you were very specific in the book when you mentioned specific types of vehicles and stuff. Like you mentioned someone drove a Prius and somebody drove something else. Like you were specific and you really, you went into details about the cars. So I don't really blame this question. I think this question, this question is valid. What happened to his car? You know, cause he was the one driving everybody around pretty much, right? At first. Until yeah. Ray got his driver's license,
2: I'm pretty sure that when he was teennapped <laughs> the people who T-napped him took his car. I'm pretty sure that's what happened, and he got it back later on when he escaped the
1: teenagerenna <laughs> so yeah okay this this question is coming from Josh, and Josh is asking does Justin have a future as a rapist in an upcoming novel of yours well he can't do much behind bars (laughs) but no he's no that was an odd question okay and this question is from Tim it seems like Tim and Josh are asking all these questions they're the ones they're the two listeners that apparently have read your book um <clears throat> Tim is asking now of all the characters in this novel who would you say is is the smartest and most likely to have a happy and successful life?
2: Mm. Uh. I'd probably say Ray Honestly Because even though Blake Is like depicted as like maybe the smartest Character, Ray was pretty smart too And He seems like he would be a successful Person
1: Does Ray have any Sisters Uh,
2: He is an Only child
1: Is there a chance that we could see Sage returning from the dead in a Kill Bill, Sucker Punch-style storyline? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was that was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: because Sage, Sage doesn't really do a whole lot of, like... Crazy stuff. Sage is just kind of like another, like another damsel in distress kind of character. But I like that character a lot specifically because of, you know, the scenes that you had her depicted in and her importance to both, you know, Blake and Tristan. You know, the level of, you know, the level of devastation I thought was, was, was fantastic with the way, you know, with the way you wrote it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. This question, this question is from Josh. What color was the vehicle, the Uber vehicle that Amy left the beach in? The color what? of the Uber vehicle. <laughs> That's weird. Let's just say it's red, okay. <laughs> okay, it's red. Okay, and now now he's following up. Okay, you just said you just said it was red. What type of car was it? Oh, uh, I don't know, a
2: Tesla.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> okay, wow, this is yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Q and A with Alicia Manley on her book. Lost Hopes of the Future Oh this is a good question Thank you Tim How did you come up with the title For your novel What is the significance of Lost Hopes of the Future
2: Well This is what I did I went on this website Where it's like a random Book generator title thing And like I took a bunch of titles Like a whole bunch of them And I just took like keywords And I wanted the word future in the book too So I just like combined The words from
1: specific titles
2: And made it into that
1: Wow Now that is really really interesting How long did it take you you To come up with that uh, Probably like Two weeks or something Oh wow! So that so that sounds like that might have might have been one of your one of your most one of the most difficult aspects of of the book, huh? You're yeah. Taking two, taking two weeks to come up with the title. Wow, amazing! Mm-hmm. Now, did you have any other titles in mind for the book? Like, were you were you like torn between any other titles, or? Oh no, I was set on the lawsuits of the future. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. In a future novel This is from Josh In a future novel Will the characters be returning To Chuck E. Cheese
2: <laughs> oh, I mean yeah Sure they can if they want
1: <laughs> Do you write Do you write these characters Or do these characters write themselves that's a, good qu- that's a good question <laughs> Thank you, Josh Well,
2: <laughs> I don't know I guess I write them in
1: How long did it take you to come up With the personality traits For each individual character What were some of the things That you Some of the things that you researched In order to be able To decide what the main motivations were going to be for specific characters, namely Ray and Blake.
2: Well, it took me a long time trying to figure out personality traits and I had them all like written down for like what their personality was and what interests they had and everything. So, like, Ray was a kind of sporty dude, and he played soccer, and Blake was kind of like the nerdy dude who read books all the time. And,
1: yeah, that's about it. Which character in the novel are you most like?
2: Oh, I would probably say Tristan. (laughs) Because... We're both kind of crazy, man, honestly, especially in the first chapter when he was like dancing (laughs) when the school was not in a good shape.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you about that that might have been controversial, but again, I didn't want to spoil anything. But it seems like the people asking the questions don't really care about spoilers. <laughs> and you and you're being so kind answering these questions. So it's nice to see this. I you know, like I said I didn't expect this level of participation. Um <clears throat> you know, going, you know, getting towards the towards the end of this End of the show like this um, Speaking of The beginning of the book With what happened to The school were you One of those are you One of those people that would have been Absolutely happy That that happened that's I think You I think you answered that are you just Answered that
2: I mean <laughs> it Depends on the circumstances Like I look, Tristan really did not like History and speaking of history I'm in a history class right now And I do not like it but I don't think I would dance though <laughs> It was going a little too far
1: Does this story Take place in the real World or is this a fictional Universe that that You created in other words Is this do these Do these characters actually, would these characters actually exist on our planet Earth or would they exist somewhere in the multiverse? Thank you, Josh, for that, for that comic book style question. Much appreciated.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I guess it would take place in our world because they use a lot of our world references like based on like movies and yeah, memes and yeah. everything
1: okay here's another here here's a question here's another question this one isn't from Tim or Josh this is from uh this is from Jim and Jim is acts ax- is asking how long has the how long has the what did he write? How long has the bagel man been a douchebag? <laughs> okay, thanks, Jim. <laughs>
2: uh, I guess ever since he was told
1: he had to go and mess with the main characters. Is the bagel man from another time? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, he's from their time.
1: Are there any characters in in the novel who are actually secretly from the future? <laughs> That'd be crazy, but no,
2: no, they're not.
1: Yeah, and that was a good question. That's almost like adding another layer to the book, like talk about <laughs> talk about like some crazy like like meta type stuff like wow really like from the future and like being a main like the main character you could say well you know like Tristan is actually from 2045 and he's <laughs> <laughs> Wow <clears throat> oh this is a really good question Thank you Tim. What happened to the videotape after everything was all said and done by the end of the book? Do the police have the videotape confiscated? Did Tristan do something to it? Did Blake hide it somewhere? I really want to know what happened to the video.
2: Yeah, um... I'm pretty sure at first Blake was the one who didn't want to turn them over to the police like he said in the beginning of the book or something. And he kind of said it towards the end too, but eventually yeah, the police did confiscate the tape, so yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. So that that, that actually has me have a question. Now if the because the tape obviously has like some supernatural qualities. So if like the police were to watch the tape, would they see something different on the tape than what is, you know, than what the characters originally saw? Because now things would be, things would be different, right? Because those murders, whatever, or murders or whatever crazy events happen, would they see something? You know different on the tape now If they watched it or would they would there even Be anything on the tape
2: mm. I mean I don't really think they see Too much of a difference They just probably have a better reason To keep the bagel Man and Justin where they are Honestly
1: Okay here's a, here's a good question Here is a, a really Really great question who would be the better person for Tristan if Justin didn't turn out to be what he turned out to be? Would there actually be a possibility of a love triangle between, between Justin, Tristan and Blake? Oh wow.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you want to look at it that way, I guess it, could have happened, honestly. That'd be pretty interesting.
1: And so, if this was like a like a, set, a soap opera instead of a instead of a novel, I could see that I could see maybe something like that happening, where like you would have time to draw it out and make it longer. Because my interpretation was that they actually were that it actually was a, a competition of sorts, but not but not just not on that level because it never got a chance to get there because of the circumstances of the characters. So Mm -hmm. without giving anything away, I have to say this has really been interesting and difficult trying to, trying to navigate questions. I feel like I've been all over the place just simply because I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I mean, I'm not really this, (laughs) you know, this sporadic and cut off when it comes to like asking questions related to a topic like this, but this is a book that I'm just hoping that everybody who's listening that hasn't had a chance to read gets a chance to read it. And I don't really want to spoil it by asking too many questions like this, but our, but our audience participation members today are doing a wonderful job. Asking questions about the fates of the characters after the book, because this is really, you know, some good stuff and I, you know, that I wasn't expecting. So thank you very much for being so, um, gracious with your, <laughs> and so open with the, uh, you know, with answering questions about these characters on this level. <laughs> um, I think we got time for a couple more questions. Um, let's see here. Okay, Josh, 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 Josh is asking, will Justin attempt to pursue Tristan once he is free?
2: Yeah, he probably would. (laughs) He just has to wait. But
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Okay and, I, and this will be the last question uh that will that will take from the audience for persis- participation. Uh so make the la- make the last question a good one if you're going to ask a question. Um <clears throat> Okay, here we go. Okay, I, I yeah, I guess I'll read this one. Why did Tristan's mother want to go to the beach to see about Tristan, and his dad didn't go with his mother. Was the did the father were the father and the mother having marital problems at that time? Excellent question. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's pretty deep. I that's that's pretty deep. Uh, Although I did wonder myself When that was explained Why the two of them didn't 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 go together Like the mother just kind of ran off
2: (laughs) Yeah It probably like got to the point Where like the mom was like I need to go see my son And make sure he's okay and everything And the dad was like oh no he'll be fine He's at the hospital Something like that And he just didn't want to go I guess Because he thought he would be fine
1: yeah, there, there, there was some, there was some good stuff on Netflix he wanted to watch. You know, he was, <laughs> you know, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Were they having marital problems? That's, a, that's, a, that's interesting. Wow. I, I just, uh, well, this has been a, a lot of fun. I have to say I've, I really enjoyed this, especially this last part here with all the, with all the questions. Thank you everyone who participated in asking the questions. Um, that's really, really cool. I've really have never really done anything like this before on my show. So that was kind of cool. Um, and thank you, Alicia, for answering all those questions. That's, <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so, uh before we end the show, do you have anybody that you'd like to you have anything you would like to promote or anybody you would like to shout out before we before we end tonight's episode?
2: Uh no, I think I'm good. Just thank you everyone for asking me questions and if you want to go buy the book, go buy it on Amazon.
1: Uh, that's exactly right. Buy it on Amazon. In fact, don't just buy it on Amazon digitally. Buy a physical copy because I, I'm definitely looking forward to the to the hardcover version. Yeah, if that happens. I hope that happens. It would actually be nice to see a like a like a comic book adaptation too at some point. Something mm. you know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm excited about it. I think it was a really good uh, a good novel, and um, this has been an amazing show. So thank you very much Alicia for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. It was great having you tonight. I hope you had a good time this being your first podcast and all. Yep. And uh and we're going to go ahead and end tonight's episode of the Zod Rider show. I thank everybody for listening. We you've been listening to psn-radio.com. I am Zod Rider and my guest tonight has been Alicia. Manly, and definitely go to Amazon and buy her novel, The Last Hopes of Tomorrow. or I, I've i just, uh, Last Hopes of the Future. I don't know why I said tomorrow. Last Hopes of the Future. The Last Hopes of the Future is the name of the novel. Oh, I was thinking about tomorrow for some reason. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. And we will be back next week on the Zod Writer Show.